and welcome to the Midweek Podcast, where we explore what it looks like to flourish as disciples of Jesus in our COVID-19 world. Uh, A glimmer of hope on the horizon, as yesterday, uh, Governor Inslee Uh, approved Spokane to move into phase two uh, early at an accelerated schedule. So we will uh, keep you updated on how all of that plays out, but it looks like we could be uh, gathering in groups of five earlier than we anticipated, which would then speed up the timeline for when we are able to gather in groups of 50, uh, which will really change the way that we're able to gather as missional communities and what Sunday mornings look like uh, as we become more and more face-to-face and less uh, digital uh, is our hope. Uh, So some hope there on the horizon, but at the same time, uh, we're recognizing that uh, we're hitting this point where we are two months into shelter at place. Uh, And I can hardly remember what the world was like before COVID-19. But in fact, I think our time is better spent not trying to uh, remember what it was like then, but actually uh, thinking about what the world will look like after COVID-19 as we move through this and out the other end. But in the midst of that, uh, as we hit this two-month mark, uh, I wanted to share some thoughts today on perseverance. Uh, We've got this sense of hope on the horizon now, uh, but not only are the timelines uh, shifting and kind of up in the air, but there's also this sense that the timelines could easily change again. So there's this mixed sense of hope on the horizon. It looks like, hey, we're going to be coming out of this thing maybe a little faster than we thought even a few days ago. Uh, But then what's going to happen in the fall? Uh, We're not really sure. What's going to happen if we start to open back up and our cases skyrocket again? We're not really sure. And so it's this weird mix of saying, hey, we're we're getting used to a, a new normal. And potentially we're just sick of hearing that phrase over and over again. But at the same time, we've got a different new normal ahead of us on the horizon coming up quickly uh, with so many unusual moments that we'll need to navigate as we move forward. And a no clear end in sight in the big picture, uh, short of a vaccine, uh, which people are saying could still be a, a year out or even more. And so uh, while we are most of the way through shelter at home, uh, there's still this uncertainty uh, in the future and a bit of burnout in the present, uh, to be honest. And I think a lot of us are feeling sort of uh, zoomed out a little bit, tired of doing everything uh, over the internet. Um, For what I can tell, digital engagement is slowly dropping off across the board, and not just in our community, but across almost all church communities. And I can speak for myself in saying that I have these days and times where I'm just tired. Uh, My wife and I hit these walls where we just feel like quitting. You just kind of throw your hands up and say, I quit, Uh, even though I don't really know what that means. I'm not really sure uh, how to quit or where I would go um, or, or how I would work that out. Where can I send my two week notice? Uh, I'm not sure, but there's this general sense, and I don't think my wife and I are alone in this, but there's this general sense of I'm over it. Like I'm, I'm checking out, I'm hitting another wall. And so I thought it would be fitting to share a word this morning 
on uh, perseverance and endurance. And uh, really, the scriptures have a ton to say to us on not losing hope. Uh, And Paul, who wrote uh, half the New Testament, was writing on these subjects all the time. He was writing about perseverance. He was writing about endurance and not losing hope. And he's a great example of someone who was constantly suffering and going through trials, but finding strength and endurance from a source outside of himself. Uh, Paul, if you know his story, was beaten. He was shipwrecked. He was imprisoned. He was beaten again and shipwrecked again and imprisoned again and mocked and resisted and slandered and misunderstood and then beaten again. And I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And yet... He was filled with joy, filled with hope, uh, not because he didn't feel the pain of those trials, but because he was rooted in something deeper. Uh, Paul knew endurance better than any of us. And I think he has some brilliant insights on how to survive trials and to run your race well. And obviously there are some major differences between what we're experiencing and what Paul has experienced, but there are also some parallels as well. Uh, For most of us, it's sort of this mental battle, this mental frustration, this sort of emotional burnout that we're dealing with. But it's been very testing for many of us. And Paul knows what it's like to be imprisoned and even to experience house arrest for long periods of time. And as we look to Paul and his experience, I think the invitation is really to experience God's grace in a fresh way in the midst of this. And uh, if you know, if you've been tuning in on Sundays, that we've been talking a lot about grace. We're in a series through the book of Galatians, which is really all about grace and how it affects our lives. But one of the things that we highlighted several weeks ago is that grace goes with us on the journey. Reducing grace down to uh, simply forgiveness is too short-sighted. Grace includes forgiveness. And this is a a problem that I had uh, through most of my early years of following Jesus. I thought they were basically two words for the same thing. Uh, But grace is bigger than that. It includes forgiveness, but it's way more comprehensive than just forgiveness. Grace is an active empowering. It's a moment by moment, day by day, empowering from God. And we need it all the time. We will never arrive at a place where we say, thank you, Lord. Lord, uh, your grace has gotten me this far. Now it's up to me. Or at least we shouldn't ever arrive at that place. Paul never did. He learned the secret of being empowered by God's grace and not his own strength. In fact, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, And typically when we hear scriptures like that, I typically think of like power ministry, uh, preaching to the crowds, healing the sick, raising the dead. Uh, But this isn't just about power ministry and planting new churches and seeing huge advances in God's kingdom. It's actually about the day-to-day routine. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, It's about the, the grind of a tough existence in a fallen world 
the long trials that stretch on for months with no noticeable change in one direction or the other. Uh, it's about uh, coping with the difficulties of life, stuck in the house with three little kids who are constantly testing you, uh, stuck in a house all alone uh, with that ring of silence in your ear, uh, watching the week slowly slip by, uh, increased pressure at work with all the new demands and long hours, or the reverse, not enough work hours and fear that your employment will disappear. Or maybe your employment already has disappeared and you're worried about the future. Uh, the, men the mental and emotional toll of isolation and an uncertain future. Uh, all of these things that we're experiencing, they begin to weigh on us. And if every day adds a couple of ounces of weight, it's, it's almost unnoticeable day by day, but it's only a matter of time before all of that adds up and we end up carrying around these extra pounds of weight. And it just begins to squeeze you. And as you get squeezed, typically in my experience, out comes stress and anxiety anxiety and yelling at your kids or uh, you're alone in your house or apartment just yelling at the wall like you just feel like you're going to go crazy. Uh, and it can be really difficult to figure out in the midst of that how we're supposed to cope or how we're supposed to receive God's grace in the midst of it. And, and we can be tempted, I think, to just kind of throw up our hands and let the circumstances carry us where they will. Uh, just succumb to the pressure. Give up on this whole receiving God's grace thing. Uh, but Paul was an expert in perseverance under trials. And sometimes they were long and difficult trials. So his words should carry even more weight for us uh, in our COVID world and experience. And uh, as you're reading through scripture, you get these little hints that, um, and some of them are just throwaway lines about Paul and his life. And there'll just be a little line in there that says, oh, and he was, you know, imprisoned in such and such a place for two years. And then it jumps right into the next story or the next thought. And typically you skim through and don't notice, but you can kind of catch yourself thinking, wait, wait a second. He was in prison for two years, like just just being isolated and cut off. Um, he he's away from friends and family. He's unable to you know live out his job or his calling the way that he wants to. He's relying on handouts in order to stay afloat. Uh, uncertain of your future and when you'll be released. He doesn't know. Will it be a day? Will it be a month? Will it be a year? And you think, wait a second, that sounds familiar. Like, isn't that a bit of what we're going through? Paul has been there. Uh, he's been through these terrific events like shipwrecks and beatings and tense public trials and riots. But a lot of what he experienced was this daily grind. It wasn't these terrific one-offs. It was just the routine, the mundane, staring out the same little window in the same cell for two years, uh, wondering what it's all for. He had times where he was so squeezed by those circumstances that, that he cried out, Lord, who is adequate for these things? Who can endure? Uh, this is in 2 Corinthians. Uh, but his answer, he answers his own question later on in 2 Corinthians where he says, we are adequate because God made us adequate. And he goes on in the same letter to say, do not lose heart. 
Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Though the circumstances are testing us and sometimes slowly killing us on the outside, inside there's something happening in God. Uh, He's making us adequate to endure the squeezing. Uh, Here is a man who knew what it was to be tested and find that he was inadequate within himself. He knew that on his own, he didn't have what it takes. Uh, I mean, imagine uh, two years of mostly silence, staring out the same window of the same prison cell for two years. And in the midst of that environment, uh, he wrote this. He said, we are under pressure. We were under pressure. He's reflecting back far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Now, if you feel like quitting this morning, that's what Paul is describing. He goes on. Indeed, he said, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us again. On Him we have set our hope that He will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. And sometimes uh, this captures how we feel. We're under this pressure. It's beyond what we feel we can endure. Some of us have this sense of despair mixed with uncertainty, mixed with extreme boredom and a bit of apathy and frustration. But this happened to Paul. He said, so that we might not rely on ourselves but on God who raises the dead so that we might know God's resurrection power that's at work within us. Uh, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, Paul says, and he will deliver us again. On God, we've set our hope and we know that prayer makes all the difference in our trials. So when we're at the end of our rope, there's this sense in which we um, come to the end of ourselves. And it's very painful, but also very necessary. It becomes the foundation for fresh encounter and experience of God. We're, we uh, are forced into reliance on God and not ourselves. We're forced into shifting our hope toward God and not the things of this world, which uh, COVID has proved to show are very shakable. Uh, We're forced into this place where we experience God's resurrection power within us. And that only happens when we come to the end of ourselves. And so Paul says, hey, this is actually a beautiful thing. But the process of being forced into this place is not something that we would ask for. It has to come upon us. And Paul says, when you think you've got nothing left in you, when you've come to the end of yourself, uh, the secular person can only quit or look to unhealthy coping mechanisms, turn to alcohol or Netflix binging or prescription drugs or whatever it is, but not you. You've got God's grace at work within you. Oh, that I might know Christ, Paul says, and the power of his resurrection. 
Uh, you, you have uh, this light, this power, this hope, this spirit, this resurrection life at work within you. And when we come to the end of ourselves, it becomes evident that the power of God is there and at work in us. He makes us adequate to endure what we're up against. And his strength is made evident in our weakness. Terry Virgo uh, compares God's grace within us to those birthday candles that most of you probably know. They're the ones that you like blow out and yet somehow they pop back to life again. And he sort of uses that as an analogy. He says, hey, if you're a regular candle, the winds of life kind of blow you out and that's it. It kind of goes up in smoke uh, and that's the end. But something changes with the grace of God in us. We get knocked down, blown out, and yet somehow the grace of God within us brings this new life. Something springs to life again uh, and we can continue on. And Paul says, yet not I, like it's not me, uh, but the grace of God in me. Uh, when we come to this place of weakness and cannot endure, God is at work within us. Uh, Paul says it this way in one of his letters. He says, therefore, since through God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Therefore, do not lose heart. Don't lose heart, Paul is saying. Don't, don't quit. We are hard-pressed. We're perplexed. We might be tempted toward frustration or despair. But in the midst of it, we have the life of Jesus in us. And we face hardship, Paul says. Um, and as we face hardship, Paul says, that this life is then revealed in us. So these times of testing uh, sort of peel back uh, the layers of self-sufficiency. It kind of forces us to take the mask off. But what we find uh, is, isn't that we're, that we're empty and slip into despair. What we find is that the Spirit of God is at work in us and His strength is actually revealed in our weakness. Paul continues. He says, Therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. Many people think it was a physical ailment, uh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord uh, to take it away from me. And, and again, most people think this is three uh, very sincere um, times of prayer. Uh, but God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, <clears throat> for Christ's sake, 
I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Brothers and sisters, when we are weak, then we are strong. For his power is made perfect in your weakness. When you feel like you're going to lose your mind, when you feel like you're frustrated and raging against the circumstances or trapped in your own home, uh, may we discover what Paul discovered during all of those years of imprisonment and house arrest, uh, that we too can say the same things, that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Uh, As we are attested by the circumstances and hit those walls, where we feel like quitting uh, as we come to the end of ourselves in all of this. May we uh, find the grace of God at work in us, his resurrection power. And may we experience that his grace is in fact sufficient for us. As we feel weak, may we sense the strength of God at work in us. And may we not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, Paul says, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary or passing away, but what is unseen is eternal. And I think so many of these uh, things that Paul is writing resonate more deeply now uh, in the COVID world than they ever did before. Uh, Many of us feel this sort of outer sense of wasting away, of wearing down under the circumstances, of of losing some of our uh, resolve, uh, of feeling that our endurance fade over time. Uh, But would we also sense at the same time this inner renewal day by day, Paul says, meaning every day uh, God makes himself available to renew us from the inside out. So we fix our eyes on what is unseen rather than what is seen. Uh, What is seen is temporary, Paul says. It's passing away. It's wasting away. Uh, And that's more evident now than it ever was before. But in the midst of all of it, God is working out an eternal glory for us. These momentary troubles that we're in the midst of are actually achieving an eternal glory as they make us more like Christ. Uh, Or said another way, Paul writes elsewhere, that trials create perseverance, and perseverance creates character, and character creates hope. So there's uh, there's this whole other dimension here, which we don't even have time to unpack. It would have to be an entire other podcast. And, and that's God forming us into the image of his son through trials. Through trials comes perseverance, which is what we're talking about this morning. But through perseverance and becoming a person who perseveres, that generates in us Christ-like character and and this eternal reward that's before us. But it's all connected. Uh, So taking a step back, big picture as we tie things off, uh, what should happen through all the ups and downs of COVID-19? 
Uh, Well, first and foremost, we should discover God's power at work within us in a new way. Because sooner or later, each one of us comes to the end of ourselves in all of this. But these trials, uh, they stir God's resurrection power within us. And they generate uh, this, this perseverance, this sense of endurance within us as God makes us adequate for the task in front of us. And, and as that sense of God-given perseverance grows, it sharpens us, it enhances us, it molds our character and makes us more Christ-like. It deepens who we are. Uh, we actually come to a richer experience of God, self, and others if we rest in God in the midst of it, if we're leaning that way, if we're relying on Him. So as those trials hit, as those um, quitting moments arise, as you slam into the next wall of disappointment or snapping at the kids or turning on your spouse or just wishing things weren't this way, um, try this. Don't, don't berate yourself. Don't tear yourself down. Uh, don't turn from God out of embarrassment. Oh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I snapped on the kids that way. I can't believe I said that to my spouse, whatever it is. Um, instead, we come easily into his presence, knowing the grace that he has for us, knowing the righteous standing that we have before him. And as we come easily into his presence, we ask God to to give uh, that endurance and to reveal his resurrection power at work within us, knowing full well that as God strengthens us in our weakness, he gives us endurance, he gives us strength, he reveals uh, the life of his son in us, and he actually forms us through pressure, through trials into his son. Um, as our God-given perseverance leads to fresh uh, character and resilience. It's possible to emerge from COVID more aware of God's power within us and looking more like Jesus than we did back in early March before all of this really hit hard. Uh, And that's my prayer for us. Uh, As we fast today, as we pray throughout the day, as we seek God together from our separate homes, my prayer is that we would experience his power within us, giving us endurance for the road ahead, whatever it looks like, regardless of what is to come. Let's pray. Lord, uh, I pray that you would strengthen our hearts this morning. Uh, We are so excited for phase two, Lord, and even more excited for phase three and what lies ahead as we begin to see each other face to face. Uh, But we also know that circumstances can change again and that until there is a cure for COVID, we may be running an endurance race. And uh, we pray, Lord, that you would make us sufficient for this race, that you would reveal your resurrection power within us, that, that we would learn this counterintuitive truth that when we are weak, then we are strong because you are are literally dwelling inside of us, that that you are making us uh, adequate uh, for the task, for the race that lies before us. So Lord, as we seek you today, 
as we pray, as we fast. I, I pray that we would use this time uh, to shift our hope, to shift our reliance, uh, to shift our sense of from self-sufficiency to God-sufficiency. Uh, and I even think, Lord, of the way that it, that's what a fast is designed to do, uh, is designed to sort of bring us to the end of ourselves, to stop relying uh, on food and self for strength, but really to to um, all of a sudden experience your resurrection power within us, sustaining us throughout the day. Uh, and so, Lord, what we use today to grow deeper in that? Uh, and would you continue to challenge us? And Lord, would we just have a sense of your grace over our lives as we hit these, these um, continuous rounds of frustration uh, and of feeling like we just want to quit or throw in the towel or um, stop engaging with others? Uh, Lord, would you make us sufficient? Would we, would we come to the end of ourselves in the most beautiful way uh, and be sustained by you for the journey? We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.